presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. 350 metres to go on the outside tribute. Be good, Johnny, behind those. Robin Hood can't keep up, drops out. Pharrell coming around the outside, still in front. It's win for you. Blacks are fake. Pharrell, the New Zealand mare's joining out wide. Be good, Johnny, goes to the inside. Blackie goes to the lead. Natalie Rasmussen and Blacks are fake. Oh, the most brilliant blend. They take it out, back-to-back -back wins. Second win for you, third Pharrell, fourth tribute, then be good, Johnny. Behind those, Reba Raja, Franco Air, Toe Tapper. Certainly and one of the highlights of Jim Jakes's calling career. I would say that and smoking up three SA Cups in a row right up there. He'll join me tomorrow, reminisce a bit about Jim's career. And, of course, it's his last night of a broadcasting at Globe Derby, Jim Jakes. Well, let's have a look at these Inter-Dominion finals. Chris Barsby is with us. How are you, Chris? I'm well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. And Darren Clayton is with us as well. How are you, Darren? Yeah, well, thank you, Steve. You get a bit of a tingle up the spine here in that call. Yeah, and, of course, you're the sugar, and here's the spice. How are you, Ryan? <laughs> Good, Steve. Morning, boys. Morning, listeners. I've got a question straight up. The last time an Inter-Dominion Grand Final was staged in 2018 in Melbourne, did Emma Stewart have a runner in that Grand Final? Where's he pull these from this week? Don't uh, say. I have to put the swear <laughs> on it, Ryan. Get, get your buzzer out, Steve. You've improved it over the last 24 hours. All right. I would say no. Uh, you should know this, Ryan, because you had a runner in that grand final. Geez, Chris, I can't remember what happened yesterday, mate. <laughs> now, the answer is no. The answer is no. And for Ryan, for you, uh, Maxi Man was your runner in that grand final. Yes, <laughs> yes, he was. Things yeah. went uh, a bit pear-shaped, <laughs> but it was... Great to be a part of the series. Okay. Does she win it again tomorrow night, Ryan? Um, I'm not or really sure. Emma Stewart win it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's actually really wide open, and it's uh, certainly a puzzle to put it all together. But without a doubt, Emma Stewart holds the whip hand. Okay. Tab have got a market up, and they've had it up uh, pretty much all week long. A dollar twenty-five she currently is to win the grand final. Is that fair or unfair as far as value is concerned? Yeah, I think that's unders, Chris. I couldn't take that price. Really? Jeez. Okay. Well, as it stands right now, looking at the tab market, we've got I cast no shadow seventeen, Honolulu Bay the favourite at three dollars, Act now three twenty, Spirit of St. Louis fifteen, Beyond the Line sixty one, Expensive Ego seven, Bundoran fourteen, Torrid Saint the Emergency eighty one. Erratic Prince 16, Zeus Bromac 34, Mac Dan 750, Pete said so 126, Better Eclipse $34. So the favourite is Honolulu Bay, who's taken all three heats. And those that are wondering, Emma Stewart trains Honolulu Bay, Act Now, Beyond Delight, Erratic Prince, and Mac Dan. So the favourite being Honolulu Bay, he's been pretty steady at the $3. How do you see it, Ryan? You're down there. What's the vibe? Uh, Chris, perhaps the vibe is I think most judges think that Act Now is the likely leader of the race and that Honolulu Bay perhaps can be caught between a rock and a hard place with Icarus No Shadow kicking up 
and not wanting to let him go. So, yeah, most judges are thinking that Acknow was the one to to lead after they've gone three to 400 metres. And if that's the case, I could see Honolulu Bay actually getting shuffled out in the running line with Spirit of St. Louis, Expensive Ego, and maybe even Amanda Turnbull with Bundoran chanting their arm early. Um, and if that's the case, if he's sort of one out three back, one out four back and has to lead the three wide line from the bell, um, I think it's a, a really big task for Honolulu Bay. Ryan, if it's not Emma Stewart, is it Expensive Ego? Uh, Steve, when I done this race, you know, I think there's only really two horses that can't win. Everyone else with luck in running is some sort of chance. So, yeah, if Spirit of St. Louis brings his best or if Expensive Ego can perform like he has through the heats, then, yeah, there's, there's multiple winning hopes. It's a deep race. Um, yeah, very tough to sort out. Okay, but if you've got Act Now in front, is he the horse to beat then, given how good a record he's got when he does lead? Yeah, I think if you're forced into one early bet, I think the $3 plus act now is probably uh, the most sound option. What was, what do you, how do you assess that? Because he was quite brilliant to start prior when he came from back in the pack and he caught the eye. That's why, from a good draw, he was favourite last week when he led. What was your assessment of that? What was the time like in that race? Yeah, Steve, they broke the track record and act now actually got quite fired up in the run. So... If Jody can get him out, get him to the front and dictate terms, he's certainly the horse to beat. Darren, is this a perfect race for, for David Moran to, to get some sort of redemption? He won the grand final while well, he was first past the post last year in Sydney, lost the race on protest. Here he is 12 months later driving the favourite. So is this the perfect opportunity for David to, to bounce back here? Well, it certainly gets every opportunity to, to gain redemption. He's driving a horse that comes into the series winning all three heats. But I think like Ryan just outlined, where he ends up in the run is going to be a big concern. I cast no shadow. They'd be pretty keen to uh, make sure that they can, can stick the wheel just in, enough in front of Honolulu Bay that he doesn't get across, and they'd be quite happy to take a trail on ACT now. So... Um, as Ryan said, that puts Act now uh, Honolulu Bay possibly shuffled right out once the moves come, and um, from there, Dave Moran will need to, to weave plenty of magic uh, to get himself back into the contest. Because if he does get shuffled out, how he then uh, attacks the race thereafter is a big query. But it, on on face value, on paper, it's his chance to gain redemption. Um, you look back to that race, it was uh, a Jason Grimson uh, horse that won the Inter-Dominion final and um, here he is again with Jason drawn inside him in a cast no shadow, so he's probably uh, not wanting to um, end up in the same boat, you wouldn't think. Ryan, I've got to ask, there's been a bit of a chatter around this week since the barrier draw that this front line is exceptionally fast. When, when you're analysing this field, do, do you subscribe to that theory that it is a super fast front line? Oh, look, certainly Honolulu Bay is quick if they want him to be, but he's come out in neutral every single start uh, through the inter-series so far. I personally can't see them changing their tactics for the final just because they've drawn two. I think if... The, the one horse that is really quite quick is Spirit of St. Louis. So he's probably the X factor to put the cat amongst the pigeons. Um, we know Expensive Ego will just work for it at the right time. But after a brutal three rounds of heats, I, uh, I don't think it'll be that hot in the kitchen early, personally.
Okay. What about Mac Dan? He's taken the last two heats. Uh, he's been awesome all the way through. Finished second on the point scoring tally, equal second. Um, Emma Stewart put out a, a story this week, and she was quoted saying that this is her preference of her five runners. Do you give him any sort of chance? Is he sort of reliant on, on that early tempo just being ballistic? Yeah, Chris, I do think he, a lot of the backline runners are going to need that uh, early tempo to become winning hopes. Um, you know, Naratak Prince can be a sleeper from three or four pegs. Suze Bromack's going exceptional. Mac Dan has taken it all before him. And perhaps the forgotten horse is better eclipse, um, getting a three-wide card in. You know, he's a Chariots of Fire winner, a Sunshine Sprint winner. But of course, without a doubt, as you were alluding to, tempo's going to dictate their fortune. We've seen several track records uh, broken throughout the heats. Uh, the record for this trip tomorrow night, 2760, 153.2. You're down there on the ground, weather conditions, uh, what are they like now? Is there a possibility that they could break another record tomorrow night? Oh, I think anything's on the cards, Chris. That lead time's going to be all important. It's been quite cool, actually, the last few days, uh, some showers, but I think the weather for the weekend is going to be just perfect. Okay. So we're putting you on the spot, and you've got to nominate one horse. Who is it? Yeah, I'm with uh, Act Now at this early stage to be the leader, and therefore he'd be my selection. Okay, let me rephrase that. As a punter, what's the best way to attack this grand final tomorrow night? I think, uh, Chris, be patient, wait for the last five minutes of betting and yeah, see who are those big drifters in the market and just look for some value. So maybe uh, okay. I think I'll have a little position into Zeus Bromac without a doubt. All right. Darren, what are you uh, tipping for this big final? Yeah, I think I'm... I'm going to go with expensive ego. I know he's going to have to be working at some point, but if he can work across and then just grab some cover um, and then work into the race, I think outside of the Emma Stewart runners, I think he's the one that's impressed me most through the heats just with the way it's worked out for him and um, hasn't really come up with a barrier. Um, he was first across the line last year in this race. He, that could be the, the perfect redemption story um, if, if he can come out and win the race one year later after having it taken off him in the stewards room last year. So um, Luke McCarthy, no better big race driver, um, but does he have an inter-dominion pacing win to his name? Um, this could be his chance to get on the board. Okay, so you're singing from the same hymn book as, as Steve. I think Steve's got a fancy for expensive ego as well. Yeah, well, I'm not sure what uh, what he sees in it, in it, but uh, he's been a very good horse for a long period of time. Expensive ego, and he was a he was an explosive juvenile, and he's just really gone on with it. Just another thing, uh, just with this race tomorrow night. Um, and I know this has certainly lost all sort of gloss, but the Grand Circuit, it, it still means something to a lot of people, but it just doesn't get the, the hype that it deserves. King of Swing is still in front, uh, following his two victories earlier in the year when he won the Hunter Cup and the Miracle Mile. So he's got 200 points. The only horse that is capable of knocking him off is Spirit of St. Louis, but he needs to run uh, top three to sort of get across the line. He's got 180 points, so a top three finish for Spirit of St. Louis We'll see him catapult to, to Grand Circuit uh, glory. 
and, and knock off his uh, former stablemate, King of Swing. So that's just a little side note there for that race tomorrow night. Uh, what about the trotters, Ryan? I'll, I'll go through this market with Tab right now. We've got Anywhere Hugo, $100. Uh, Mufasa Metro, 5 Sleepy at 41 Hatchback, 51 Nephew of Sunoco, 51 Majestuoso, 5 50 Always Ready, 81 Queen Alida at $2. O Fortuna, 51 Majestic Harry, 101 Parisian Artiste at 23 Just Believe, 460 And Swiss Miss at $151. So the favourite is uh, Queen Alida. This race, or Queen Alida, this race was turning on its head earlier in the week with the, 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 with, uh, with the scratching withdrawal of Bolt for Brilliant. So, uh, very different scenario now, but how do you read the Trotters' grand final? Chris, I'm pretty confident in the map here that Mufasa Metro is going to be our leader throughout the event, and Queen Alida gets that dream leader's back trip. Majestuoso will work forward, sit parked out, and at some point in the race, Just Believe will work round to the breeze. Very keen that Queen Alida and Just Believe are the two to fight out the finish here. Um, and with that dream trip leaders back, I think Queen Alida has to be the play in the race. Okay, so there's a few that are tipping Majestuoso to get across, but you, you think Mufasa Metro's got the speed to hold up? Oh, certainly, without a doubt. Um, he has the ability to dictate the map here. But I've, in my opinion, John Justice won't hand up in a quarter of a million dollar race. Okay. Darren, do you agree? Oh, I agree that he won't be handing up. I think he, he's got a really good record, Mufasa Metro, when he leads in his races. So um, you're in the biggest race of his career. I don't think you'd be um, wanting to change a, a pattern that's proven. And um, you know, he'd just be hoping then at some stage he can can pinch a bit of a, a breather over that 2,700 metre trip. Uh, if he does, he'll certainly be hard to beat. Um, Queen Alida should be able to get through. It's interesting that, um, you know, she drew barrier one in one of the heats and there was a, a train of thought that she wouldn't have the gate speed to, to burrow through and hold them out. So she was able to. I don't know whether... It, there's a chance that she doesn't get his way as well and perhaps needs to, a gap could open up for something to drop in like a Majestuoso if he is coming across and, and putting it to him. That is a, a, um, a little bit of a possibility that I was looking at if they really run hard with Majestuoso early and uh, just try to find that gap to drop in. But um, I think Queen Alita will be able to burrow through, but I just have that in the back of my mind that that, that may open up. Okay. Ryan, is it possible that she could start shorter as $2? Is that rock bottom? Or by jump time tomorrow night, could could she be in the red? Yeah, I think if uh, word leaks out that John Justice is definitely holding, I think she could jump odds on for sure. Okay. So $2, is that value right now? Yeah, I think that's a fair price, Chris, with how things stand. But in saying that, um, if you haven't had an early snip at the price, wait till scratchings come out tomorrow just in case. Okay. Yesterday I spoke with Sean Gillespie, as we know, he prepared Kate Janov, the, uh, the Queensland trotter that run second uh, back in 2010 uh, behind Sundon's gift. Majestic Harry looking to go one better. Second row draw. Was that ideal or uh, is that a little bit of a, uh, a blow to connections that he's got to overcome a second row draw? I actually think the draw can work out pretty well for Harry. I think he could be four pegs or maybe five pegs at worst and over the long staying trip, you just never know your luck. 
Okay. Do you give him any chance, Darren? Uh, yeah, I, I think he... Uh, a place chance, definitely. Just what happens early there. If, he'd, if they drop straight... If O'Fortuna stays in the running line and, and they... Uh, Brittany's able to drop straight in onto the fence there and the map holds up with Mufasa Metro in front and Queen Alita on his back and he gets three fence, even four fence. Like, we see Melton can be pretty peg-dominant... Um, you know, if he just sticks to the inside and runs home, he's not going to have to spend any early petrol, which he has done in his heats and, do and done really well. So we've seen in a couple of his Albion Park runs where he's run home some really smart sectionals from back in the pack. So he just gets that, that sleeper trip on the pegs. He's certainly a chance of running into some money, I think. OK. The favourite, though, is uh, Queen Alada. So he's hoping that Chris Alford can register his first Inter-Dominion trotting grand final. It's amazing that he's driven more winners than anyone else in the sport in this part of the world. He's got more group on victories, but he's yet to win that trotting grand final. Maybe tomorrow night is going to be his night. Ryan, I'm keen on your thoughts on the consolation for the Pacers. Race six tomorrow night. Uh, like a wildfire, the favourite here for Emma Stewart, Mark Pitt, 260. Others in the mix here. We've got 550 Alta Orlando. Uh, 650 for triple eight, and then we're going out to double the figures. For me, this looks really open the consolation. Well, Chris, if we thought the uh, pacing grand final was hard to sort out, this might just be uh, the icing on the cake. Just uh, such a nightmare, even race. I've really struggled to sort them out. A horse that's going well through the series that's really elevated himself has been Gillaby Sylvester. Uh, I think he's currently $19 each way with Tab. He's probably worth a small each-way ticket at the uh, at the big odds. OK, well, yeah, you're right. He opened 19, and uh, there's been a bit of interest. He's now 17, so they've uh, snipped away there at the odds for Gillaby Sylvester. But there's a number of runners here that have performed well just without a great deal of luck. So there's a few there that can certainly put their hand up in this race. Oh, it's, it's wide open, Chris. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see the cream rise to the top and see, say, a triple eight or uh, AG's white socks, you know, perform really well. Okay, Darren, any thoughts on the consolation? Yeah, well, it's a, it is very tricky to, to uh, work that one out, and whenever I get stuck, I always go back to old punning stories or old bits of advice that I was given, and many years ago I got told if you're unsure, always back the emergency for the final. So if Torrid Saint gets a run, that's, that's where I'll be heading. Is that up there with right, the Ian Craig system, the first jockey you see when you walk in? It could well be, it could well be, Steve. I know uh, a few weeks back there where uh, we spoke, um, we were speaking to you, and the first person I saw was Daryl Graham at the track, and he won the first race. So, um, yeah, don't, don't back away from those old, okay. old stories. Steve, can you just put it on record that you're tipping expensive ego tomorrow? No, I'm not. I just know. I, I just think, Chris, and you're, you know, you guys are the experts, but obviously the consensus is that a lot of these horses with the right runner are very, very you know, similar sort of ability. Um, and he's just been death seeding. And then the other night, he, and again, a tough sort of run. You know, I'd just like to see him probably not going to end up with a nice run, but I'd love to see him actually have a, a nice run and present at the right time. Things play out for him for a change. Yeah, well, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, that race tomorrow night, Queensland time at nine, uh, 8.19. So 8.19 for the pacing grand final. And the Trotters grand final gets underway an hour earlier at 7.18. So big program coming through there from Melton tomorrow night. Ryan, do you have a special on that card at all at Melton tomorrow night? Uh, Chris, one at an each-way price that I'm keen to back. Uh, Bob's up in race four. 
a horse that drops out of the inter-series by the name of Longfellow. Uh, this horse is going to be driven by Rebecca Bartley for Emma Stewart, and he's currently $5 with Tab. His runs have been absolutely fine. Uh, this is a huge class drop, and if luck goes his way over the 22.40, I think he'll be in the finish. And that's the race with the stablemate's favourite, Ryan. Major Moth first up. Yeah, Major Moth was a brilliant uh, two- and three-year-old, and he's here first up off, I believe, about a 12-month layup. Um, his trials have been fine, but Longfellow, I think, is just rock-hard fit and can run a race. Okay, so race four, number nine, Longfellow. That's for Melton tomorrow night. Let's come closer to home. We've got a, a good night of racing in front of us tomorrow night at the Creek. Ten races. The feature is race five. It's the Sunshine Stars Sale Lord Mayor's Cup for the open class performers. 2,138 metres. Deus Ex first up, 6.50. Northview Hustler at five. Bitcoin Star Galleria, $151. Mac Da Vinci favourite, $3. Commodore Jujon, $151. Tommy Lincoln, 71 Escalera, $151. Turn it up, 3.30. Big Wheel, 16. Uncle Shank, 19. Black Sedan, 6.50. Darren, your thoughts on the Lord Mayor's Cup? Yeah, it's um, it's a pretty good race, that one. With uh, all the, the Turpin runners off the back line, certainly makes it hard for any of those. Big Wheels, Uncle Shank or Black Sedan. Um, Black Sedan dance probably the pick of those you would expect over the 2100 but um, I just keep coming back to Mac Da Vinci not really sure where he positions in the run but I look at that race there's only the small field uh, last start where he took on Northview Hustler and Northview Hustler absolutely walked in front for the first 1300 metres of the race and um, Mac Da Vinci he had no right to do what he did and uh, I you know, just sectionally the way it all set up, and he was able to win that race. Off the back of his uh, Queensland Cup victory the start prior, where he got in a perfect position and finished over the top, I think this horse has really stepped up this campaign since he's come back to Shane Graham's stable after, um, you know, the winter carnival and through a, a little bit beyond, where he just sort of tapered a bit. I think he's right in the zone there. Like I said, not really sure where he positions in the run with Northview Hustler getting forward. But I thought if he gets across early and then something else comes around and gives him cover, um, he, he'll just be too good over the closing stages. Respect to turn it up. If he just gets one cold sit and comes at them in the latter stages, um, he's going to be really hard to hold out. But um, Mac Da Vinci for me, and um, I think turn it up probably... Uh, like I said, he gets that cold sit. He's the one. Black Sedans probably has to work too hard. Uncle Shank, um, 2100 is always the query. Won at that trip last two starts ago, um, but he pretty much got gifted that, whereas this will be a different story this time round. But knowing his change-up speed, he's a bit like turn it up. If he just gets close enough with one cold sit, he could certainly be one you could entertain. But Mac Da Vinci okay. for Okay. Mac Da Vinci for you. Ryan, any thoughts on that race tomorrow night? Yeah, Chris, I'm the same with Darren. I think the two Shane Graham runners are the key uh, winning chances in the race. Where they actually sit in the running with the, the intriguing part, um, I'm assuming Northview Hustler will be the early leader and should be a wonderful race. The Turpin McMullen runners, yeah, unfortunately with the barrier draws, it certainly crueled their chances. But for me, it's uh, take your pick of Mac Da Vinci or turn it up. Okay. Uh, Darren, your best bet for Albion Park tomorrow night? 
Yeah, sticking with the Shane Graham theme, I think in race one, rock bottom uh, gets back to a good barrier. Should be able to find the front there and um, he can handle a little bit of pressure. His run uh, last time out where he drew gate seven, that was... Uh, you know, that was a top run. He was only beaten four metres behind Infatuation who got in the race up the passing lane. Two starts back, it was Infatuation who beat him where Rock Bottom led from gate four and um, Infatuation got him up the passing lane on that occasion. He can get to the front here and uh, only needs to get through one steady quarter and he should be too strong. Race one, number two, Rock Bottom. The best, rock bottom the best. Bet all important quaddy selections now from you because there is a quaddy jackpot from Tab tomorrow night of $10,000. So that projected pool, 50K. Give me some numbers for the quaddy for you tomorrow night. Yeah, well, that first leg is the um, is the Lord Mayor's Cup. So I think if you play the, the two Shane Graham runners, uh, Mac Da Vinci turn it up and throw in the other class runner of Black Sedan. So I've got five, nine, and 12 in that first leg. The second leg... Uh, going with the numbers 1, 4 and 8. Now, in that race, we've got um, Shadow Minister. Probably holds the key to the race there in gate 1 for Ron Salas. I've got Sail Along Sinbad probably getting the, the, the trail on Shadow Minister. A big chance to knock him off uh, up the passing lane. And the other runner there, Geldof, if he gets across and applies the pressure in the run... He's certainly one that could uh, turn up in that sort of second division qualifying race. The third leg, race number seven, playing the numbers there of two, four and five. I've got number two, Eva Mateo on top. Uh, her run last week, really unlucky, just got caught in a 1-1 and was locked away when she finally did see some gaps. The race was gone. Lady Ivana was able to win, and um, she hit the line really nicely. Good gate speed can have a look early or just be sort of positioned thereabouts again. Uh, number four, Lucky Nutter, going really well, this mare. Um, does have good early speed as well, so she might be able to get a position. And Lady Ivana um, from gate five, good winner last week. She can certainly back that up. And in the last leg, race number eight, um, again, three chances here, I thought. I'm going numbers one four and eight i've got number one okinawa beach on top um bounce back to winning form at marburg last time back to albion park with an improved gate certainly gives her a chance dancing to the beat um pretty disappointed with her effort last week but she can bounce back here and miss mia um likely gets the trail on okinawa beach so throw her in one five oh sorry one four eight to bring it home okay your numbers for the quaddy tomorrow night with a 10k uh, jackpot. We've got 5912 into 148 into 245 148 on the way home. $81 for 100% of that dividend. The dashboard, is that going to be up soon? Uh, it should be. It's all completed. It's all uh, submitted. So we've got Pete McMullen, the driver, to follow tomorrow night. Uh, race three, that's an interesting one. He's got the high commander in gate two taking on Targaryen out in race, uh, out in out off the second line. So um, could also big bearing on that Jack Butler versus Chantel Turpin training premiership. It's still sitting at five. There was a bit of chopping and changing over the last two days, but it's back to a five win buffer for uh, Jack Butler. So we've got the, um, yeah, that's all there, ready to Is go. Is Grant still in the mix though, Darren? Well, he's still five wins away in third, so it all it all depends what happens over the next few days. I thought Grant had a, a good chance today to pick up a few winners and, and eat into that deficit. He might struggle a little bit Saturday night, but then uh, 
Um, I think we've got, I think there's still 14 or 15 meetings to go for the year, so there's still plenty of, plenty of winners out there. Mm, no doubt about it. Now, uh, that's tomorrow night. That dashboard you'll find on the Racing Queensland website. So there's plenty of information there. Weekend winners, Chloe Butler with a really big book of drives tomorrow night and some key chances as well. You can check that out on the harness.org website as well. Now, a couple of questions for both of you guys. All week I've been asking a few of the, the licensees and participants about uh, track size. If we're going to Norwell, which we are, and uh, it's going to be mid-2026, uh, Ryan, as a... As a punter, what size track would you like to see built there on the new site? Chris, I'm a firm believer that we need a direct replacement for Albion Park, so 1,000 metres with a sprint lane for me, please. Okay, Darren? Yeah, I can't see what's wrong with with 1,000 metres. I think um, maybe with a little bit more camber on the turns, I can't see what... what like we just replicate that. The only thing that I would perhaps like to see is um, the opportunity to play with the configuration. Is there a chance we see the Gallops, Morfordville, uh, Randwick, where they have inner tracks, Morfordville Parks, and, and the Kensington track, while we couldn't incorporate perhaps a, an 800 if we went to la slightly larger than 1,000, say an 800-metre track to the inside for, you know, just that sort of second tier? Yeah, that's food for thought. That's food for thought. So all of these questions will be answered in time to come. Hey, Ryan, you've been down there in Melbourne throughout the entire carnival uh, for the Inter Dominion. I'm sure you're looking forward to tomorrow night because it is showtime tomorrow night. But looking ahead, the Inter Dominion comes to Queensland next year. Does that excite you? Yeah, Chris, that'll be uh, sensational. And hopefully Racing Queensland and the Albion Park Harness Racing Club will put on a magnificent show. I'm sure they will. Now, I've got one more bit of trivia for you guys before we wrap it up this morning. Sticking with Emma Stewart, she's got a complete stranglehold on this pacing grand final tomorrow night. So she didn't have a runner last time a grand final was staged in Melbourne back in 2018. Does anyone want to have a stab the last time she had an Inter-Dominion grand finalist? What year that might have been? Yeah, I'll take a 50-50 guess at the horse. Guaranteed or Restrepo? Close. 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 Okay. Um, let me have a look here. Guaranteed. I think we had to go back a little bit longer for him. Restrepo was 2014. Uh, where did I see Guaranteed? Uh, guaranteed. He must have been... Right. The last one I've got for Emma Stewart qualifying for a grand final. Um, it would but that, be that's, that's Philadelphia that man. Philadelphia man. There you go. That's a while. Gavin Lang drive. The late great Gavin Lang, and that was back in 2015. So she really wouldn't have had the level of runners that they've had this year prior to that. You know, the the two-year-old, three-year-old horses uh, and four-year-olds have really been their dominant bread and butter performers whereas they're sort of hanging around a bit more this time mm, absolutely well it's, it's a it's a strong end tomorrow night five runners so very interesting can she do it emma stewart it's been domination what seven of the nine heats so it's uh it's her series to lose and uh, she's got all the strike power there and uh, they've come up with some good draws as well so we look forward to that action coming through from melton tomorrow night we look forward to uh, harness racing 
here locally at Albion Park. Lord Mayor's Cup night tomorrow night. That's race number five on the program. Ryan, appreciate the time today. Enjoy tomorrow night. We'll catch you next week. Not a problem. Thanks, Chris. Darren, appreciate your time as per normal, and uh, we'll catch up next week as well. Yeah, looking forward to tomorrow night on all fronts. Okay, Steve, that is mobile rolling, so we'll wait and see who's going to be crowned the Inter-Dominion champions, both Pacers and Trotters. Will it be Emma Stewart claiming that pacing grand final the first time that she's been able to do it? Well, if she doesn't, your phone goes off. We know that much. Um, You've been playing Tony Barber all week with these trivia questions. I've got one for you as we wrap up. Yep. Now, be quick, and you can't Google it. Yep. Who won the Inter-Dominion final? Harold Park, 1988. Our maestro. Yeah, freak. See you, Chris. See you, Steve.